Today's in-flight entertainment is brought to you by the Royal Flying Doctor Service, which has helped my family and many families across Australia. But did you know that it is more than an emergency aeromedical service? They provide dental, mental health and GP services in regional, rural and remote locations. If you wish to support the RFDS and many Australian families, you can donate in the link in our show notes. Motion sickness. Did you just say that you get motion sickness? I get motion sickness. It's it's Grow a real up. thing. <laughs> yeah, Grow I feel up. bad saying. Like, what do you need that like wristband that it, you wear and a bit of like? Yeah, it sounds sprite? very childish. Is that a thing? Like motion sickness. Apparently, there's goggles. Goggles. I'm not even kidding. Can yeah, you I heard get about you a pair for a night out? I should just wear them on a night out. Apparently, <laughs> they look like so like dorky, like real bad. But I, I think should, it'd make I you look invest. better. I should invest. I'll have a look into that mm-hmm. because I have another bone to pick with people. Not just motion sickness people, well, but when you have food in your teeth. Is this directed at me? No, oh, okay. but it's directed at some of my colleagues. Oh, I think. Some when you have food in your teeth, tell them. Oh, tell them. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were having to go up people who have food in their teeth. No, no, say, no. Some food people in just your have teeth. the teeth oh, that food no. gets stuck yeah, in. Yeah, some people just do have them teeth. I of them. And I was like, that's really rude. No, when someone doesn't tell you that there's food in your teeth. Oh, yeah. Okay. I agree with you there. Just tell them. It's not awkward. Like, it, it will be awkward for, like, two seconds. But what's more awkward is going home or going to the bathroom and looking in the mirror and you're like, I just spoke to someone with a whole lettuce leaf over my front tooth for half an hour. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. It's Thank not you. awkward at all. I don't think you make it awkward. Welcome to today's episode. On the agenda, we have... Motion sickness isn't a thing. No, nah, it definitely is a thing. It's I was just thing. pulling your leg. Apparently the goggles have like a water balance. Oh, flight radar. Is this me? My job? We can both guess. Oh, we'll guess. What's the time? 10, 20. It's a Virgin to Brisbane. Rex to Mount Isa. Oh, it's ABP. It's our Baron. Is it your plane? Yeah. Why was it so loud? It's a big dog. No. Just close. It's only just taken off. It's not that high yet. That's why it sounds louder. It is going to Georgetown, I think. Georgetown. Ravens. Nope. Palm Island. Nope. I don't know where it's going. Oh, Cairns. No idea. Oh, no. It's on a flight test. Someone's doing a flight test. There you go. Okay, welcome to today's episode. I am a bit biased about today's guest because it's personally my favourite guest of the whole podcast and probably forever. And Uh, it is my dad. I have my dad in talking today. I definitely thought you were talking about me there. No, you're my producer. You're not my guest. You have to be here. I was like, that's really nice of you. But thank you anyway. Lockie, we've recorded two episodes together now. You're not getting... Get, not getting let off the hook that easy. Uh, okay. Got to try a bit second. harder, mate. I'll, I'll take second. Yeah, you can take... Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right, we'll let that be for today, Because considering I need you to sit here for the intro. And then I think Robbie's producing today. You're doing intro. So, yeah. yes. Anyways, good to see you today, Locke. Um, so, yes, I have my dad on today. And my dad is the owner of our four aviation... Well, five aviation businesses at the moment. So... He started up Townsville Helicopters, which was the very first one, um, flight training, air work and charter. And then along the way, which I'm sure you guys have heard in previous episodes, we came across Zephyr, Townsville Flight Training and Aviatrix Australia and then as well as Cairns Flight Training. Um, But today we're kind of going to look back on his career as a helicopter pilot when he first got started, why he was inspired and, you know, Lots of little things, his proudest moments, his biggest flying adventures. And then our main theme of today is what lessons he has learnt along the way and what he is learning. So hopefully to give back to you guys a little bit who might be interested in starting a business or a career in aviation or a business in aviation even, hopefully this um, episode can give back to you a little bit. And I also just really enjoy sitting down and chatting to him and listening to his stories. So if you are the same and you'd like him back on or have any questions in particular, like always, shoot them through and we will get him back in for another episode. But before we get into that, headwinds and tailwinds, lock. 
feel like it's always fitting for you to go first. Do me first. Yep. It's your show. It is my show, but I'm being nice. Right. I'm nice as a producer. All right. A host. What do we want to start with? Headwind. Headwind. Start with your headwind. My headwind. Mm-hmm. Um, my headwind was the bank, National Australia Bank. The Luke bank? Nab. Yes. Look, I don't think you meant to tell people what bank you're with. Oh, really? Is that not a thing? No, okay. that's not bad. Okay. I'm with, uh, maybe people won't be with, I'm kind of dissing them because they had a glitch in their system, which freaked me out a bit. Public holiday, no one to contact, woke up and um, my bank said negative $65,000 <laughs> and it was the first time what? checking after a night out. So oh. I was a bit worried that I may have signed a Sunday morning after we went to the footy. Nah, I didn't check until, like I didn't like do a thorough check because I usually don't like to check the next day after a night yeah. out. I don't like to see the damage there because you're not in a good state usually yeah, yeah. and it just <laughs> makes the day a bit worse. So I didn't check until Tuesday morning, Anzac Day. I don't know what I was doing, but yeah, I had an account in negative $65,000. Fuck. My brother who was there with me was trying to tell me that I signed a lease to the place <laughs> that we were at. And I was like, Your no. brother is, is legendary. This is not funny. He's like, nah, don't you remember? I was buying tequila shots and you were just signing the papers next to me. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, it didn't happen. This isn't funny. I tried to forget about it because there was nothing I could do on a public holiday. Mm, oh, that would have just heartbeat. Yeah, I was a bit worried. I was pretty worried, but there was nothing <laughs> I could do. I was like, ah, oh, let's just just gonna have to wait it out. Yeah. So look. the next the next morning, I called, and I was like, just told him. I'm like, yeah, look, we can't see anything here. I think it's it's just a glitch in our system. Should be back to normal by this afternoon. <laughs> if it's not cool. It was all back to normal though. It was all back short. to normal. Oh yeah. gosh, look. Yeah, it was all back to normal. So You always have the wildest stories, hey. I feel <laughs> like you kind of just, you know, sitting pretty half the time and then you just bang. These stories just come out and you're like Yeah, it was really Lachlan weird. Holden, thought, what the heck? Yeah, it was like and then it was weird as because then the next day I was like sitting there and then you know how you got I've got notifications like when I get paid into an account, like over mm. X Men. But it was coming through as though I was being paid out, like these big amounts, like $15,000, $20,000. Like that's how it came through to get the account back up. I don't know if they were like fixing it up in there. But yeah, glitch in the system. Lucky I wasn't in a bad mood on Tuesday. Otherwise, I could have been a lot worse seeing that, yeah. waking up to that. But that's, yeah. my, that's my That headwind. is a big headwind. I don't really think I've got a headwind of the week. Um, been Been pretty good. This week, I don't, I don't know if I have a headwind. Um, I feel like managing my own workload this week maybe has been my only headwind. Like I put a lot on my plate that I want to get done and I haven't been able to achieve that yet. Um, I think that's only yeah been my only headwind that just workload has been a lot. But good ways, I like all the work that I'm doing so don't really know if that can be a headwind. That is my headwind. Um, shall we just move on to tailwinds? Let's move on to tailwinds. Yeah, let's move on to tailwinds. What's a tailwind? My tailwind. I'm actually going to go with... My tailwind is... I've been playing a bit of golf lately. Ooh! Been getting into it with one of my mates. Just got a golf membership. And we've just been going for wholesome golf games. Most afternoons. Played like four golf games in the last week. Nice. Yeah, so it's been good. Uh, my brother, you? Sam, went to that big golf thing in Adelaide. Oh, live Really? Yeah. That would yeah. have been sick to Actually, go to. yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah he went lived. to that. Oh, do you like it? He loved it, yeah. Yeah, it looked He's really looked into his awesome. golf. But yeah, mm. so been getting into that, been finding the time. And yeah, it's been good. That's I'm, funny. I actually, I would love to learn how to play golf. I always say this like... Yeah, it's I, one of those... I, I say I would love to learn, but I've never actually done anything to step forward and learn how yeah. to play. But like, I feel like if I were on a holiday overseas, I would like to go and appreciate... A nice, a nice golf, golf course. course. Yeah. So I would like to learn how to play golf so I can... I don't know. That's just a weird thing that I have that yeah, I'm like, I would like to. If you to. like suck at it, it's no fun. Yeah. And like we also do some like work golf days and I'm always just driving the buggy and I'm like, yeah. I wish I knew how to play. Yeah. Maybe like, that can be my goal. If you can actually hit the ball, it does become a lot more enjoyable because I remember yeah. when I was just like <laughs> sucked and then I was like, no, nah, this is no fun. But as soon as you actually like can start to hit the ball, it does make a lot more Okay, maybe I should make a 2023 Got to push through. Be able to... Play a bit of golf. Yeah, be able to hit a, mm-hmm. hit a few pars. So golf's your tailwind? Yeah. Nice. How about yours? Tailwind, tailwind, tailwind. I just had it and now it's flown out of my mind. Blue flown. Oh, uh, gosh. What were we talking about before? No tailwind. 
a wholesome weekend. Wholesome weekend. Did have a wholesome weekend. We all went to the footy. That was fun. Um, oh, <laughs> this is a funny yarn, actually. This, this is, is a, a tailwind? Yeah, I'd say it's a tailwind. It was pretty fun. Righto. It was, you know, a good moment in my life. I signed up to a Rugby Sevens comp. <laughs> Where else is For anyone listening, I'm five foot and can't catch or throw. I've only ever played individual sports like gymnastics. That was my thing. I didn't play like netball or touch or any of that stuff. So I signed up to a rugby sevens comp later in the year. Yeah, I've been to watch a girls rugby seven comp. And there are some girls that are bigger than me. And it's scary. There's some girls that I'd be scared of playing. So good luck to you. I'm really scared. But I'm just pretending I'm not scared right now. Yeah. Surely you'll just be on the wing. Just the tries. I might just be water boy. (laughs) From the <laughs> side, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. It's not for a while, so yeah. we'll see how I go. To hit the gym, I got put some size on. I have been, I have been going to the gym. That is another tailwind. I've been a lot more consistent, so that's been good. Good for the mental health. Good for the physical health. Looking after yourself. Me moments every day. It's been good. Um, that is my tailwind. Yeah, I think that's my tailwind. Nice aviatrix mm-hmm. updates of the week. Our coffee cups are going real – keep cups – sorry, keep cups. I don't even drink coffee. I can't call it a coffee cup. Our keep cups are going really, really well. I actually, just before I sat down, shout out to Kelly Stevenson. She was on the podcast um, a little bit ago and she's just tagged us in a photo. She went to a local cafe that asked to stock our cups firstly. So that yeah. was really, really cool. cool. And, yeah, she's gone and purchased one herself. So that was my – aviatrix update of the week that they are going really well i'm really grateful for everyone's support i'm about to go and pick up a heap that have been engraved pack them all and send them out so awesome yes but i'm gonna go do that you guys are gonna go and listen to today's episode with my dad enjoy ladies and gentlemen welcome aboard aviatrix airwaves please do not turn off your electrical equipment which you are listening to this podcast on and instead just sit back, relax and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. Well, thank you for coming in the studio today. First time seeing the Aviatrix Airwaves set up yeah. here and they've made it extra special for us today. So thank you, Robbie and Locke. It's looking very nice in here. And I suppose we wouldn't be sitting here or having a podcast about aviation if it weren't for you and everyone in our family was inspired into aviation because of you but why were you inspired to start a career in aviation back when you decided you were going to do a helicopter license what inspired you to get started because yeah for us it was you but we weren't around then yeah well I guess um what inspired me was I'd done a lot of um work in the passenger seat of a helicopter with um, one of the companies that ran out of um, Normanton. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say a lot of time, I mean I spent sort of five years in the passenger seat doing a particular activity and um, I guess back in the mid-80s, the chief pilot of that company that was based in Normanton said, do you want to job flying helicopters and um, I said sure I do and at the time the the person that owned that company was sponsoring helicopter licenses so he'd Mm -hmm. pay for it and if you committed for three or four years with that company so I said look I can't afford a helicopter license so um, will the owner sponsor me into that and they came back to me and said um, no he's given up on that you know, he's paying for these licences and pilots are hanging around for one or two years and clearing out, so he's given up on that. So I guess that was the motivation when someone offered me, said, do you want to come and fly helicopters? I thought, well, here's a good opportunity. So that's what inspired me, I guess. And um, they'd actually put the jewels in, unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. he'd actually put the jewels in one time and said, here, have a fly. And I didn't know he was canvassing me for a job. but um, So I guess I was lucky. Um mm-hmm. So then it rolled on and it took me another few years to get the money to to get the licence. So there, there, that was the start, I guess. That was the start of yeah, something yeah, yeah. that's just <laughs> grown from there. And then, you know, years on, I want to talk a bit 
today about you know the things you've learned along the way of commencing your helicopter license and then starting you know you don't like to toot your own horn but one of North Queensland's leading helicopter training schools and the very first helicopter training school in our region so you know you've got to sit here and be proud of all the things that have come along the way but I'm sure there's been many many learning curves and for those people out there you know who might be thinking about starting one a career in aviation or two a business in aviation I think it'd be really you know inspiring if we could sit here and say some of the things that you've learned along the way that you know then you can pass on to other people and they can learn from our journey as well so starting Townsville Helicopters 15 years ago 15 years 15 years ago Mm. then yeah what's been some major learning curves oh look Every day is a learning curve. I mean, let's just talk about the start of the business, I suppose, rather than my career. I mean, it's... I, I had goals. Mm-hmm. There's a, a big division. I had goals when I started my flying career. One of my goals was to get 10,000 hours mustering, mm-hmm. which I achieved. And, um, you know, another goal was to fly overseas. And, and you know... When the uh, when I started, I, I put my application in. I always knew I wanted to start a something in. Well, I, not I didn't always know, but in my uh, time in Canada, mm-hmm. I thought you know I can't keep doing this forever. I can't keep doing this touring. I'm being away from my family. And when we made the decision to come back to Townsville in 2017, um, I was still touring. You guys, 2007. All- 2007, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wish that 10 years was back with me. Um, 2007, we came back here when, once you'd been flying over in Canada. Yeah, and then I decided um, there's a company offered me a, a job for another two years, or a, a job, so I decided to keep touring back mm-hmm. and forward, and they were big tours, you know, 10 weeks at a time, back home for two weeks, and it was during that time I thought, I can't keep doing this, so I'm going to, I put my application into CASA to, to get a, what they call an aircraft, or an AOC, mm-hmm. um, and I put that in in early 2008, and mm-hmm. um, and I didn't really know what I was. <coughs> I knew I wanted to do something. Excuse me. <coughs> I knew I wanted to do something for myself, and I knew I wanted to do something in Townsville, mm-hmm. and I knew I wanted to start a flying school. But the gig in Canada was good, so I kept going and I kept going, and then the GFC hit, mm-hmm. and everything stopped. The global financial crisis killed not only aviation but everything so it was at that time I lost my job in Canada and that's that's okay there's no mm-hmm. hard feelings they were a really great company to work for and then I thought well, well I might as well um, do my own thing in Townsville there's no helicopters here or there was a company south of Townsville and I thought I'll, I'll give it a go so why did you feel yeah why was when you thought okay we're going to settle down in Townsville want to start up a flying school. Why was it a flying school? Why did you feel the need to, I guess, instruct and become an instructor? Why was, why was that the plan? Well, it, the number one reason was I thought I, I had something to give back mm-hmm. to people. There wasn't a lot of flying schools around. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess right down the bottom of the ladder was the fact that I could be home every night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still... So the school... Did, so. You know, when you draw the line between my flying career and then the business, the business I started had no... I, I didn't really know what <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> you know, all I knew was um, I'm going to give it a go and and we'll learn from there and we'll just take it as it comes. So, like a lot of... You know, it's a little bit different to a lot of people that start a business. You know, they have goals and they have an objective and they have this and they have that. And I was a little bit different. I just wanted to... All I knew was that I'm going to park myself here and if I get some work... Um, that's great. That's great. And I mean, so, I mean, the original <coughs> theme for us was uh, when we first started talking about this podcast was when I look back, what do I wish I knew? And I, there's nothing that I can draw up. I, don't, I mean, I'm just going with the flow. <laughs> You know, and you learn on the way and you, you make 
decisions on the way and um, that's my that's how I run a business. I mean, mm-hmm. the one thing I do know is, you know, you brought up in your previous podcast, you've got to follow your passion. I guess that's what I wanted to do was just prove to myself that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, what you learn on the way is, is that... Oh, flight radar. That's a big one. That's a big one leaving Qantas for Brisbane. Oh, I want to say Qantas to Brisbane, but... What do we got here, guys? I Come on. I don't want to say the same. Go on, pick some. Have you already looked at it, Robbie? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say you can guess as well. Um, also, Locke's talking to, talking to next door, so that'll hopefully... Dial There's a bit down. of rattling going on, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was, that was annoying. I was okay, like, all right, ah, we'll both lock in Qantas to Brisbane. <laughs> what do we got? Come on. Virgin to Brisbane. Oh! oh. <laughs> that is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there one day. Yeah. Come on. Uh, <clears throat> things we learn along the way, I guess. Yeah, things you learn along the way before flight radar interrupted. Mm. Yeah, look, I think um, every day is a learning curve. I don't think you ever stop learning. And the, the day you stop learning is the day you might as well give it away. But... Um, I think one of the one of the um, main things you learn, at least what I learned, was you just got to hang in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, when I started, we virtually had, you know, we spent a bit of money on doing a a little um, office there, and that was that. And we cross hired a B two off a bloke from Northern New South Wales, and I was actually, believe it or not, uh, mowing lawns. To uh, supplement our lifestyle, I suppose, and um, you know, there's a pivotal moment on a really hot day in December, and I was lying on the deck of a house that I'd just done the eighth lawn for the day or something, and it wasn't bad money, but I was lying there and thinking, "Geez, I've just been flying for twenty years, and I'm mowing lawns for a living." <laughs> you know, I'm like, "What am I doing?" Um, but it's those. It's those moments you go, well, I just got to hang in here, and mm-hmm. um, you started for a reason. Yeah, and I mean, the ideal was always to get the school going because I thought that was an ideal opportunity to for the direction the business wanted to go. And that, I mean, so that for two years we just did general charter with this cross-eyed B two, and then the guy sold that, and then. Um, then we opened up the school, and I mean, even that was a hard road. We cross-eyed helicopters off one helicopter mm-hmm. of various people, so you know, and they were good enough to give me a chance. And then eventually, um, you know, we got an opportunity. A, a guy bought a helicopter for the school, mm-hmm. and then eventually, I got the um, opportunity to buy my own helicopter. And so, I think, um, what have we learned along the way? It's a really hard question. Because I, I just go with the flow. What mm-hmm. I've done throughout my career or throughout the business is just trusted in the direction we're going and when opportunities fell in our lap, you have to grasp that and mm-hmm. make the most of that. So, you know, for argument's sake, okay, we're starting to get a few students. You go to the bank and you pitch your course to them and try and get the money and they can give you the loan and you go from there. So... Um, when you say, what have I learned along the way? I've just learned to be open-minded about every opportunity mm-hmm. um, and not close their mind to anything. And Because I, I suppose that falls back to you've got to always be open to learning and when new opportunities are coming in and if you're saying, no, nah, I already know that or no, nah, we can't do that and, you know, closing your mind off to those opportunities, then you're not going to grow as a business if you just kind of, one, think you know it all and two, yeah, don't. I don't really want to say risks, but a lot of them are risks sometimes. Absolutely. But, yeah, kind of trusting trusting those risks and going with the flow. Yeah, I mean, I get, that's exactly right. I mean, you can't call them risks. You've just got to call them um, opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, for, so for every person we employed, I mean, starting with, you know, 
the original people. I mean, you look at them. I mean, I'll give you a good example. Um, a lot of the original employees were students of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just and still are. And yeah, <laughs> still are. You know, and I look at them. You know, I'll give you a prime example. Tim Tanner. I never really did a lot of flying. Tim with Tim Tanner him. is our head of operations. Yeah, head now. of operations. Now I never did a lot of flying with Tim, but I always noticed out of the corner of my eye, he was always there. He was always having lunch by himself and I just there's something about the guy I just thought, you know. So came the time that he finished his licence, I said, Do you want a job, mate? Teaching theory. So that's how things just are spontaneous, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you look at people and the other guys as well that have been with me for a while, Mick Eden and Sam, your brother. I mean, Sam was always going to have a job if he, <laughs> if he wanted one. Um, so that they're the opportunities that I guess I just, without blowing my own trouble, I, I look and see and go, well, you know what? He, mm-hmm. might, he might fit the company, this guy or that girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a really, really big lesson to people listening who might be going through training or in any career really when you're starting from the bottom mm. is, you know, for a lot of cases that every day can be a job interview and yeah, to absolutely. always put your best foot forward because, again, you said all of our employees now now, you know, instructors and senior staff have all started from their fir- very first day in flight school with us. Yeah, a lot of them have. I mean, I'll give you another good example of, what have I learned along the way? I'm just talking about taking the opportunity and, and running with it. I mean, there's a bloke, Shannon, who runs the, the fixed wing side of things. This is a really good example. We weren't doing fixed wing at the time. We'd been asked to do some fixed wing training. We hadn't done any... I hadn't had any idea of doing any charter, but Shannon had sent me a resume and um, he'd rang up and said, can I come in for a yarn? And it was as simple as that. So I said, yeah, anyone can come in for a yarn. So Shannon rocks up. We started talking and he has some roots in Sri Lanka there and I, we started talking about Sri Lanka and this is a jo- wasn't even a job interview, it's just like, yeah, well, you've asked me to come in and talk, so yeah, come in and have a talk, mate. So we're talking away and I said, what's Sri Lanka like to go and hol- you know, for a holiday? He said, oh, yeah, you know, you've got the highlands where they grow the tea and you've got the beautiful beaches and that, and we chatted away for a while and I said, well, I don't know, mate, I suppose I've always had an idea of starting a charter company, so do you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. It wasn't yeah. even a job in a bit all of a sudden I'm giving this guy a job and it's like so there's there wasn't a lot of GA uh Nakarin for general aviation in Townsville, so there we, that was the roots of our charter company on the mm-hmm. or Zephyr. There's this one guy just coming in and going, I'm coming in for a chat and all of a sudden there's a job and we we start from there. So there's... I think that general theme of just, you know, one, everything just happens for a reason, two, things fall into place, and three, you can't... Even when you start a business, I mean, I get asked it a few times at interviews, it's, you know, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? I say, I don't really like to have those five-year plans because things change every day. Mm. And I think, yeah, that's a really good example of that and kind of follows along the theme of what you've been talking about this whole episode is that opportunities just come and take them and run with them because that's how everything has started really well absolutely i mean the you know the opportunities you see things when you talk about the risk you know yeah you've got to take a a financial risk Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not that wealthy that i can just go out and buy aircraft so going out and getting the banks to, to back you up when you, when you put a proposal to them, I mean, that's, that's a big risk for the banks as well as myself. But, mm-hmm. um, and that's what we had to do. We had to, put the, you know, we had to put the aircraft on the ground to get the opportunity to get the charter, mm-hmm. to get the opportunity to make the income. And um, to date, that's paid off. And then, you know, as you roll forward, then we started getting a couple of contracts, which were solid contracts, um, which allowed us, you know, to get a couple more aircraft. So I, I suppose it's... Um, and even today, I mean, I, I don't close my mind to anything. If you asked me when I started, where was I going to end up, I wouldn't have... It's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end up somewhere, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, 
So we've just rolled with the punches, you know. Mm-hmm. We've just rolled with the growth. Um, and like I said, I've had a, um, you know, a, I guess I've had a good case to put forward to, to get some banking mm-hmm. from the financial, some backing from the financial institutions and, um, you know, where will the future lead? Well, it's still an open book. That was going to be one of my questions is, yeah, the future as you kind of start to step back and look at things from, you know, your employee's perspective and, you know, not being the one making all the decisions Mm. 100% of the time, which you're slowly, slowly, slowly (laughs) doing. (laughs) Yeah, kind of what – do you see anything for the future? Just happy to keep it open-minded again. Oh, we're going to keep it open-minded for sure. And um, the – I don't close my mind to anything. If someone said to me, here's a contract for a, a King Air or something, then I'd go right at it. It's, you, know, <laughs> you know, we're never going to be Rex Airlines or, you know, these these big airlines. We're never mm. going to be that. But you don't want to compete with something that's no, already doing it. You know, we're, we're general aviation in Townsville and that's our roots and that's where we're mm. going to be. And, if you know, if there's an opportunity that, you know, someone says... As I just mentioned, someone like go and buy a King Air and do here's a five year contract, and we'll go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we won't we won't get any bigger than that. Um, and you know the the whole opportunities we've been given has been made. What's made it happen is the staff that you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. I, you know that's where. That's, that's everything. Mm-hmm. You know when you talk about business and what have I learned along the way? One thing I have learned is, everything in life is about relations, mm-hmm. and relationships. Whether it's your family, whether it's your staff, whether it's your, you know, whether it's your clients. So everything in life is about relations, and if if you can make that work, then. There's going to be a positive spin on that. Mm-hmm. It's even just with life, I think, just having people in your corner and, you know, a good support group. It's important in every aspect and not just business, but definitely 100% the staff who are in your corner and, you know, making sure they're reliable as well, which is a really important thing in our industry. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, as you know, we've got a, a great staff, great staff, and, I mean, that's that's allowed me to step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um that's been a little bit hard, but um, having the confidence in my staff gives me comfort mm-hmm. to know that they um, they think the way I do, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I don't know if this question's a bit far-fetched because I didn't prepare you on this one, but <laughs> if, we're going, we <laughs> if we're going to those connections and I guess, you know, in aviation you're putting people up in your aircraft that you own mm. that aren't cheap and how do you find that trust when you're doing your interview stage how do you yeah how do you know (laughs) how do you know that they're who you want to work with or is it just something that you've got to figure out the hard way or what kind of connections have you looked for or built from or made sure you did as a boss to make sure that you're working with a good group of staff oh look I think it's just back to the basic the basics of a being a good person mm-hmm. you know an interview for me is not an interview it's I'm not asking you what you get in your aerodynamics mm-hmm. test it's just I just like to see a person and I guess if they're honest uh, that's a big one for me mm-hmm. um, if you're honest and you're hard working that's out, outbound yeah Qantas outbound to Qantas to Sydney Qantas to Brisbane 11 o'clock. No, it's not 11 o'clock. It's half past nine. That's a big one, though. Brisbane is correct. Qantas? Alliance. Come Alliance. on. Alliance. Oh, that's, that's Qantas, Robbie. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Despite the ACCC squashing the takeover. <laughs> you know, it was real whack before. It was pretty funny. That plane, the first one, like, as I came back into the room. It was Hinterland. Hinterland 2. Palm. Oh, oh, we missed that one. Yeah, he's missed I it. did hear it fly over, but yeah, it was Hinterland Palm. <laughs> Is that when you were looking at me and laughing? Yeah, I was like looking. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So did I get that? 
Are you no. going to give me that? No, it was Alliance. Well, Alliance is Qantas. Well, it was Qantas. Well, no, it was an Alliance plane. Oh. If you get, if you Robbie, are you just looking at the pictures or are you looking at the the writing? Because the pictures don't line up with the aircraft. Lachlan, <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> answer the phone. It's just chaos did in you, here. Did you just look? Did you just look at like think? Oh, is it, whoop, it's a picture of the plane. If you book an Alliance flight, you get a Qantas ticket. I'm I'm taking no, that. Sorry, oof. guys. I am taking that. Have a look. Townsville. No, it is. No, it's Quant. No, it is Alliance. It is Alliance. Don't you get a Qantas ticket if you get on Alliance? Oh, no. I don't think I've ever got an Alliance plane. Yeah, you were the only one who got an Alliance plane. Oh, MDY is doing circuits at the moment. Okay, anyways, back to, yes, that connection and staff. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, I, I just look for honesty and, mm-hmm. and hardworking. Um, I mean, even... That's all I look... That's mm-hmm. it. If you you know, obviously you've got to be able to have some skills in the flying field, but um it's it's more about the person. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah. So if we've covered I think we covered some good lessons you learnt along the way, which was pretty much just keeping an open mind, mm. taking those opportunities, taking the risks and you know, understanding the risks before you actually fully dive straight into them and being confident having staff that back you in the right cor- back you in your corner um, and then reflecting on your career what well, I mean we can go all the way back to when you first started in flying in Canada what's some some of the biggest memories you've had or you know I always say on the podcast that my bedtime stories were always swapped out with your real life flying stories when you were home when I was in you know growing up so what have been some of those big big adventures that you've had Oh look, it's all been. <laughs> it's all been an adventure. It's all been an adventure. I mean, the you know, I was lucky enough to have a job to go to when I first got my license mm-hmm. um, with a company in Northwest Queensland, and um, those those days, every every day was an adventure. I mean, you're, you're learning your craft in those first few years, and then I guess um, you know the the adventures have been with the other pilots that you work with, I guess. I mean, you know, there was the flying side of it, which, I mean, you try to be as best you can and you try to your hardest to do a good job. And then... So that whole mustering era was an adventure, the whole lifestyle um, for, your, for your mother and I. And, I mean, she had to come along for that ride. Because um, often... Aviation is a selfish career mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, your partner back in those days, and that's a geez, I'm sounding old. Back mm-hmm. in those days, there was a lot of time away from home. I think these days, most oh, I don't know. They still talk to quite a few pilots, and they've had the same, I guess, issues in relationships. That is, you know, they've put themselves first and their career first, and. That's and just how it was. And that's just how it was. And, you know, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, to say I was the lucky ones that my marriage endured, that is a little bit, um, it's not the right word to say that I was the mm-hmm. lucky. I'm just fortunate that mm-hmm. your mother could uh, deal with that type of lifestyle. So um, so that whole mustering year was an adventure. I mean, Canada, that is a double-edged sword. You know, you, you guys... You know, you and Sam were very young when we went to Canada and it, it, it wasn't a... It was a hard road. Mm-hmm. It was a hard road as far as, you know, we didn't have much money and, you know, and it was a... To get you guys established in schools and a place to live and, you know, it took a couple of years and it, I think it took a bit of a toll on us. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly did financially, but I wouldn't give it back for anything but as far as an adventure seeing Canada from the air I mean I spent three years up in the Arctic and or whatever it was and four years somewhere else but um I saw a lot of Canada so that and that was doing long line so air work yeah it was precision long line and then what they call um bird towing and you know a little bit of firefighting in the in the hillies and that um so all that was an adventure I mean so I saw a lot of Canada from I saw a lot of Canada from the air and um, the downside about it, I guess, is 
And I don't like talking about the downside. The downside is I saw it by myself. Mm. So, you know, um, you know, financially to just to get a helicopter and throw all the family in the, and fly around Canada's... <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we can't certainly do it. But, yeah, so you asked me one big adventure. I mean, the one big adventure is having... You know, my whole motivation for this was to provide for a family. Mm. Um, so that's that's what pushed me along, I guess. Yeah. Going to make me teary over here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm. What about the stories of the, the grizzly bears and that sort of stuff? Not touching into that? Um, which story is that? Your camping adventures in the Arctic. Oh. The Northern Lights. Yeah, fantastic, you know. Saw so many Northern Lights and... Um, That's my one dream. Yeah, well, see you the don't have to, yeah, you don't have to go to Canada to see them. I mean, Norway. I mean, that'd mm. be... That's a bucket list for me to go to Norway <laughs> and see the Northern Lights. But um, Arctic Grizzlies, you know, darting the Arctic Grizzlies. And we had a scientist on board there one time. Um, I forget the name of it. The, the diamond mine up north um, of Canada, BHP diamond mine. Anyway, they were doing some, taking statistics, you know, measuring the the fat content or whatever they were measuring the grizzly. So we'd had to dart, uh, put them to sleep. We'd drop the scientist off, he'd go and get the measurements, then we'd wake him up again and, you know, go out. They had a couple of cubs generally, so we had to go out and muster those cubs back onto the mother. And um, mm. So that's... That's pretty neat. It is you know? very different. different. Are, they, are they as big as what they um? That's what they look like on TV. Yeah, Robbie, they, they vary, mate. But yeah, the the Arctic grizzly is uh, they're big bears. Eh? I mean, the yeah. brown bears aren't quite as big. From what I'm no expert on this, so if someone wants to get on and after this podcast and shoot me down, and go for it. But <laughs> I believe the brown bears aren't as big as um, certainly the grizzlies in the Arctic's. Uh, the Arctic bears are the Arctic grizzlies, I suppose, are, are fairly big. Um, you mean like a polar bear when you say Arctic bear, or you mean like there's grizzly bears up in the Arctic? Yeah, there's grizzly bears and polar bears. And Did you see any polar bears? Yeah, I saw a few polar bears, mate. Oh, they're not as cute as they look on TV, are they? No, someone told me once <laughs> that the polar bear is one of the only bears that will actually hunt you down. Like a, you hear of these grizzly bears hurting people, that's because you get in their way or something, but they tell me the polar bears... They actually hunt you, yeah. yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah. Oh. Have, you seen that, have you seen that guy in the box? I know it's way off topic. Have you seen the guy in like, the, uh, um, like a polyax, poly... Oh, how you just box, some, yeah. And it's just, he's just sitting in the middle of the Arctic and his bear like tracks him from like way out and comes in and tries to like break into it just to get him. Yeah, really? They look like a massive animal. But I'm always, I've seen them from a distance, not a polar bear. I've seen a grizzly bear from a distance and I've always just wondered if they are like as big as what they look. Yeah, I guess they see them on TV. Yeah, I guess they vary in size, mate. But I mean, terrifying. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I find them terrifying. Yeah, cool. <laughs> no, <was> cool. <laughs> I find just, any wild animal nah, terrifying. Nah, they just riff, so. riff, riff, um, my fears. Yeah, there you go. Them. Great, thank you. <laughs> you. You're welcome to pop in for questions anytime. Have you seen the movie Cocaine Bear, Rob? No, have you? I did see it the other day, and it is bizarre, mate. Out of ten. Oh, look. It's. And what mood do I need to be in to watch it? <laughs> you have to have a uh, you've got to have a bit of popcorn, mate, and just not have an opinion because it is. <laughs> if, if that really happened, they reckon it's based on a true story. Yeah, I heard that. That is. Just, I have not heard about this movie. That yeah, it's is the movie. It is grisly. It's, it's it's gruesome. It's not funny. It's not dark humour. I just found it. I'm sitting there going, seriously, this cocaine bear can run down an ambulance that's doing 80 miles an hour. Jump in the back and rip someone out. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you just got to go in there, not thinking this is going to be a great movie. It's like I would, I'll be really honest. Wouldn't have picked you to go and sit and watch that the movies. What made you? What made you think? Oh, I'm going to go and watch Cocaine Bear. Oh well, I mean, I guess someone said it's a true story, and it's like, well, oh, I like docos. But you know, it's it. It must have been made a while ago. It's only hit the screens recently because Ray Liotta's in it, and he died last year, didn't he? Well, I know he died because it's in memory of him. So they must have made this movie a while ago and gone, oh, we can't release this yet. And then had it, yeah, right, right. Anyway. All right, well, no, I'll go and watch it. Cocaine Bear, mate, get into it. Shout out. Yep. 
Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, wow. Okay. Right. <laughs> Gotta watch it. So, so what do you give it out of 10? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as far as gruesome goes, probably 10 out of 10. As far Jesus. as a movie goes, yeah, 5 out of 10. Okay, right. Yeah. I was less exciting. I'll wait for it to come out and start to pay for it. Come out I think it's out, isn't it? Oh, is it? Mm. Okay, well, I'll give it a watch. Mm. Go for it. There you go. Your yeah. weekend sorted, Robbie. <laughs> Cocaine beer from a business owner. Point of view. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> out of all the... Um, Types of different flying and endorsements that you've had and done. What's been, I mean, it has instructing been your favourite? What's been your favourite almost challenging? Uh, I think long lining, precision long lining has been the most challenging and the most satisfying. Mm. Um, I found it hard to do. I mean, some guys are natural at it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was. I had to. Anyway, I got the job done, but I, I think the satisfaction. I think there's satisfaction. You can't just nail it down. I know I'm being pretty broad here, but and you're trying to nail me down. But <laughs> satisfaction is just doing a good job mm. in whatever it is. And I mean, from a business perspective, you've got to get, you know, you've got to give you a really, you've got to do a great job so that the client walks away and goes, I want to come back there. And, but you've got to take something out of it yourself. Yeah. You can't just, you know, if you start a business just for money, and there are businesses that do that, you know, the share market or whatever they are, but I, I never started a business just for the money. I started a business because I wanted to get something out of it and I wanted to give something mm-hmm. to it. So for my line of work, if you just start a business for money, then you're going in for the wrong reason. So the satisfaction out of it is, um, is seeing those, giving something to those as far as instructing goes, trying to find ways to instruct people. Instructing is not just instructing. So that's my that's been my motivation and my satisfaction for the seven thousand hours or whatever I've got instructing is and there's plenty more people with more hours than that, so don't put me on a pedestal. But the satisfaction is seeing that individual and going, you know what? This way of instructing is not getting through to that person, so I've got to find another way to teach that person. Mm how to do this sort of thing. So that's, you know, people say, do you get bored with instructing? Well, no, I don't get bored because that's what I, you're constantly trying to go, well, how do I teach this person? Because everyone's different. Yeah. You know? Um, what would you say your teaching style is naturally? Everyone's got a different teaching style. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You've got to come down. Yeah, what, what do you think it is? I'm asking you. Um. Mm. What's my teaching style? Well, um, I think I, I think I like to try to be to the point mm-hmm. of what I'm trying to teach you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go up in that helicopter and muck around, and I, I, I want to teach you, and I want. So I guess it's direct. Um, You know, I, in a lot of ways, it's it's a bit like owning a business. I, I how do I say that? I mean, I, I don't want to. I, w- I want to be your friend, but I don't. I, I want to be your teacher as well. So I, yeah. I don't. I don't go up into a helicopter, and when you ask what my style is, I don't go up there to make friends with you. Mm, now that's very fair. Keeping that student-teacher relationship, and I hope you know the professionalism that an instructor should have will forge a relationship with that student mm. and that will turn out to be a, a friendship or a mateship, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit like owning a business, isn't it? I mean, you've got to lead from the front, which means sometimes you can't be mates with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good answer. So um, I don't find that a lonely journey. I just think it's, it's just the way it is. Mm. Yeah. And favourite aircraft, we'll do two. One, favourite aircraft that you've flown and two, favourite aircraft that exists. Oh, flight radar, speaking of aircraft. That's an mm one. I reckon that's Rex. Life flight. 
Life flight. Oh. Or is it one of ours? Oh, I actually think it might be. Yeah, I'm thinking the Baron. Yeah. Private owner. A Y T. P I P I Z. Oh. P I Z. P I Z. That's all. That is a Baron. No, that's a. Um, yeah. Is it? Pretty sure. Duh. I can't see it on the flight radar, Rob. Bonanza, isn't it? P I Z. Ah, it's currently over Bay. It's currently over the lakes. Oh yeah. George. Yeah. Beechcraft. Oh yeah. Bonanza. Bonanza. Hey. You were right. Lives in our hangar, doesn't it? Yes, that one does live Is in our show? hangar. <laughs> Bonanza TV show? Yeah, it used to be, didn't it? No, yeah. that, no was that Bonanza? No. What was it? Uh, With Hoss? Yeah. Yes. You guys can just come <laughs> on and do a TV show and, show and movie review. No, that, your was a good, that was a good TV series. <laughs> oh, it was the best. It was awesome. Yeah, but that, I think they're all dead now, possibly. Oh. There might be one okay. still alive. Cool. Nice. Right, I think it's Bonanza. I'll get back to you. Continue. Yeah. What's okay. your favourite flight? Favourite aircraft and favourite aircraft to fly? Oh, look, I don't think you can go far. Past the A350B3, mm-hmm. the Squirrel, B3 Squirrel. Um, I think there's something... I mean, I haven't flown a lot of aircraft compared to a lot of people, but I, I think the Huey is such a... It's such a... I think it's just a nice aircraft to fly. It's any mm-hmm. bell... I mean, the 407 is a little bit twitchy, but any Bell generally is just a beautiful aircraft to fly. Mm-hmm. You know, you go from the Bell 47 up to the Huey, and I mean, they're just stable platforms. Um, Favourite aircraft of all time. I'm excited to see the new Hills helicopter that's being developed at the moment. It's just, will revolutionise... Aviation. Well, a revolution. It's a. It's a. It's the Bentleys. Well, it looks like it on paper anyway. The Bentleys of, of helicopters. Mm-hmm. So I'm keen to see that. Um, When's that? How long for production? Well, I, I don't. I don't think it's that far away in the private market. Um, so they're developing one for the private market. When I say that, it's got to go through two or three years of FAA certification to get us. It's mm-hmm. commercial ticket. Yeah. But I think maybe next year. I'm stand corrected on that. I think but you look at all the prototypes of that, it's just like, wow, <laughs> look at this thing. Yeah. I don't think we'll we'll have the money to get one, but you never know. There's <laughs> that open minded again. You Stay open minded. Never know. Nice. Well, I think we're almost running out of time before we get into the it's a you problem segment. So we'll finish off with two last questions. Mm. One, proudest moment of your whole career. Or you can have a couple. And two is anything else you'd like to leave us with today? Mm. Pretty easy, the proudest moment moment of my career is seeing you guys fly. So that's... um, Heartstrings. Yeah. Should we go to flight radar <laughs> before we both start crying? That's a that's a virgin to. Who haven't had Sydney? Yeah, virgin to Brisbane. Oh, you two are so close! Like every time. <laughs> Qantas to Sydney. Nah. What go on, get one more go. Qantas to Brisbane. Nah, just start of Sydney. Jetstar to Sydney. Who would have? Who thinks of Jetstar? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jetstar. <laughs> Better cut that one out. Losers. <laughs> no, proudest moment definitely. Um, well, it should be your proud moment too to be able to achieve mm. your pilot's license and definitely. I guess um, having you guys working in the business now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what the. You know, it's coming to the time where we'll be making decisions on the future, and I suppose um, 
Well, well, let me just backtrack a little bit. Having you guys in the business and now your mother in the business as well gives mm -hmm. me, you know, some scope for succession and that, mm -hmm. if that's where we want to go with it all. Mm -hmm. um, what was the other question? Anything you want to leave us with before we finish up, before we go to It's a You Problem segment? Oh, look. Um, you don't have to. Yeah, I, I think it goes. Uh, the only thing I'd like to leave is is just what one of your recent or previous podcasts were about. Go with your passion, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But give it all you got, mm -hmm. and then if you don't give it all you got, you're always going to have regrets about what it could have been. Yeah. So I felt I've given it all I've got. Um, You've got to be prepared to be in the game, and that's daylight till dark. Yeah. And after. Mm-hmm. And if you so if you're going into business, give it all you got. And I mean, you don't have to have a business plan. I mean, my only business plan was that I knew these aircraft just had to be flying. Mm-hmm. And if they were flying, hopefully there's they were we could pay the bills. So mm -hmm. that's the only business. So you can have a simple business plan like that and it's still, there's a bit more to it at the moment, you know, now, but that's basically still it. All I see is I, I need those aircraft flying. Mm -hmm. Make it work. And make it work and take it from there. Nice. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll do a little ding, ding. We'll go into the it's a you problem. Ding, ding. Ding, <laughs> ding. Ding, dong. Welcome to... It's a you problem. All right, Robbie, you're going to help us answer the you problems today. We've got Dad in. Dad and myself will help answer them. Do you want to help answer them or do you have a you problem to give us? I literally do not have a you problem. Okay, you don't have a you problem. I have boys. I have issues there, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> that just got real deep real quick. Okay, we did get sent in one it's a you problem and it was someone said they seem... <laughs> Someone said they seem to fall off the scooters on a night out. Do you know scooters are now illegal in Victoria? Are they? Yeah. That's good. If I think they should be illegal. Wow, really? Hot I take. don't think they should have been brought in. I think they're very dangerous. Is that because you get on them when you're drunk? No. Or people get on them when they're people drunk? People get on them when mm. they're drunk. Yeah. But I love how they say, like, you can't drink drive on the scooters, but then they'll put them, like, right out front of the casino and stuff. I mean, I will say they have been handy, but I think they are very dangerous. No, I'd agree with you. Okay, anyways, the it's a you problem. we got to solve it. How how do they stop falling off the scooters on a night out? They just seem to be falling off. I them. have an idea. What's Go. your idea, Rob? Don't get on the scooter. No, with, that's a simple fix. No, don't be uncoordinated. <laughs> okay. I think take... Probably go to gymnastics. Start taking... Seems like a balance issue to me. Mm. This is the reason why they're falling off. They're getting some speed wobbles. They can't keep up. Their balance isn't, you know, in tune. So maybe getting some gymnastics lessons so they can work on their balance. You know what I think? What? I think if you take some masking tape with you, <laughs> you strap your feet to the scooter. <laughs> and your hands to the... And the hands to the handlebars. When you fall over, you, you virtually have not fallen off your scooter. <laughs> You can't, you, by the definition of falling off your scooter, you have not fallen, you've fallen over, but you have not fallen off your scooter. There you go. That's problem solved. Problem solved. Pretty good. That was good. I thought mine was all right. We did have one other, but I don't know how to solve it. And it was um, sent in, it was too much active wear. It's not fitting in their cupboard. Oh, just running about your house. Yeah, that was my fix. Yeah. Too much active wear that won't fit in your cupboards. Are they mm -hmm. an active person? I don't know. I don't know them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they just like to buy active wear. They like to buy active wear. Yeah. Not active though. Maybe, maybe they're not. Oh, okay. Maybe they are. Well, I think when you buy a new set, you throw the old set out. Yeah. I don't know how to fix that problem. Mm. Maybe yeah. start um, asking the neighbours for some wardrobe space. Or just start wearing it more. Or wearing like more mm, layers, more layers. More layers. Mm. Mm. Well, that, that'd work in Townsville, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would now. It got to twenty degrees this morning. Yeah, oh, look out! Mess. Jeez, perfect. Your okay. problems? I don't have a life problem today. Oh. Do you have any life problems that you want to solve? No. 
Okay, cool. That's our life problems. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. That's okay. If anyone's got any questions they want to send in or life problems you want to send in, send it to aviatrix underscore Australia and we will answer them all.